You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome into your latest episode of Nothing But Bets. I am your host, Evan Sidery. I'm a national NBA reporter for basketballnews.com. You can follow me on Twitter if you haven't already, at eSidery, at E-S-I-D-E-R-Y. I am with you guys here on a Saturday night to go over a very quiet last 24 hours in NBA free agency. It's really all being held up right now by the Kevin Durant situation. As we already covered on the show, Kevin Durant... It really does seem like now at this point he is going to be out of the Brooklyn Nets. His preferred destination is the Phoenix Suns. If you have not already, go ahead and check out my story on basketballnews.com. I went ahead and covered this whole KD angle, why he wants the Suns, why it makes so much sense. And once you connect all dots, it really does make an awful lot of sense. So I covered that over on basketballnews.com. Go ahead and go ahead and check it out if you haven't already done so. But in the meantime, we're just going to cover what's happened in free agency on the show. The betting, the bets are off the board, by the way. So I feel like there could be something happening this weekend. Kyrie Irving's odds are off the board on DraftKings, as is Kevin Durant's odds. And Donovan Mitchell's odds were on there for a couple hours, and then it got taken off about 24 hours ago. And it hasn't been on since then. So very interesting how exactly this is going down. I feel like we're seeing a lot of fireworks here throughout the weekend of 4th of July and in the NBA as well, because it seems like we're going to be seeing potentially one of the biggest trades in NBA history go down. But in the meantime, I wanted to see just exactly how the landscape is looking through the lens of the Kevin Durant situation because it feels like there is a lot of balls in the air right now as far as scenarios that could be played out. So we're going to cover all that on the show here. How could Kevin Durant land with the Suns? How exactly can the Suns get a package that I think makes sense? I'm going to run through multiple three-team scenarios here on the show, and this could be a story hopefully I'm going to write tomorrow on BasketballNews.com if no trade has happened by then. Covering the best scenarios where the Suns end up with Kevin Durant, another team ends up with DeAndre Ayton, and then the Nets get whatever they want. Because reportedly, according to John Gamadora of Arizona Sports, Brian Winhorst of ESPN, I believe Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN said it as well, that this that the Nets are not interested in DeAndre Ayton. So that means DeAndre might have to go somewhere else, probably take less than the max. His agent, Bill Duffy, has really bungled his whole situation, which is really unfortunate because I think DeAndre is a really good player. I didn't think he was max money. To be quite honest, I wrote a whole story on that at basketballnews.com about it, but I do believe that DeAndre is a very, very good basketball player. Just doesn't fit the timeline, especially if the Suns do want to go out and get Kevin Durant. Your entire young core is going to be gutted here. So let's go ahead and run through these scenarios I had in my head because we can immediately cross off one, which is going to be a straight two-team trade. I'm going to go under the scenario that DeAndre Ayton ends up on a third team when the, the Nets indeed are not interested in paying Ayton a long-term contract. So let's cross up the Nets immediately. Another one that came to mind for me 
was the Indiana Pacers. And the reason why with the Pacers is because Miles Turner's on an expiring contract. Obviously, the Pacers are rebuilding full-fledged now. You have to imagine they're taking calls on Miles Turner. They're taking calls on Buddy Heald, TJ McConnell. They just traded Malcolm Brogdon. They've just drafted Benedict Matherin. Tyrese Halliburton is a new face of the franchise, a point guard. Very much resetting this young core. You have Jalen Smith, Isaiah Jackson, Chris Duarte. So many guys on this team that are young, inexperienced. This team is set up well to tank next year for the Victor Wembenyama race. So I, I just want to grew up in Indiana. I, I, that's really a, a good sign here for the Pacers because I think this is the direct direction it should have gone for years. This is their first rebuild attempt in over 30-plus years. So I'm excited to grew up as a Pacers fan to see them go in this direction. It's been long overdue here. But the Pacers make some sense here from DeAndre Ayton's standpoint because Miles Turner and that expiring contract. I think it's the most unlikely off this list, though, except the Nets, because the Pacers, why would they want to pay DeAndre Ayton max money? I originally thought it made some sense, but the more you dive into it, and especially with the domino that fell yesterday, a former Phoenix Sun top 10 pick, Jalen Smith, who really thrived in Indiana last year when he got traded there, he re-signed on a two-year contract with the Pacers, so I don't see any reason why the Pacers would want to sign DeAndre Ayton, especially to a max contract. When you have Isaiah Jackson, who's a very good young player, you have Jalen Smith. I think those are the two guys you develop long-term there. And if you keep Miles Turner, maybe that makes some sense. I mean, but I just think more so it's about Jalen Smith and Isaiah Jackson. Those two guys are the front core of the future potentially in, in Indiana. So I do think those guys should get their minutes prioritized there, which makes Miles Turner very much expendable here. Adrian Wojnarowski, like I mentioned, brought up on ESPN that the Pacers are indeed shopping Miles Turner around the league. So I'd expect something to happen there once the Kevin Durant domino falls. But I think with something like the Pacers, like getting back, let's say DeAndre Ayton, the Nets getting back Miles Turner, anybody heel on top of that, some filler from the Pacers with picks. The, Su- the Suns send the Nets, maybe Mikhail Burgess, Cam Johnson, and whatever other picks they need. And then I think it kind of makes some sense as far as a construct there for a three-team deal. But again, I do think it's the least likely outside of the Nets here. I don't really see any reason, quite honestly, again, why the Pacers would go in the direction of DeAndre Ayton on a max contract with Jalen Smith and Isaiah Jackson there. So the Pacers are on the list, but they're at the bottom here. So I'm going to go through the Pacers scenario that we just did. The Nets, I think, are very unrealistic here. So I think these final three are very, very intriguing because we know one was just added to the list. Um in the last 48 hours because they have reported interest. These other two, I've been linking to Aiton for a couple weeks now because they didn't make the most sense. And they've been very quiet outside of a couple moves here and there. So I feel like they could be lurking in this scenario. The first one I'm going to do is the most recent one. And it's the Utah Jazz, according to John Gamadoro of Arizona Sports. The Utah Jazz are interested in DeAndre Aiton. They just traded Rudy Gobert for a slew of draft picks to the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think, quite honestly, that could be a scenario that makes some sense because Aiden is cheaper. He won't be on a max contract either compared to Rudy Gobert. So there could be some seasons where you're making $20 million less than Rudy Gobert if you're DeAndre Aiden in Utah. But I think the only way it makes sense for the Jazz is if they do get back DeAndre Aiden and don't trade Donovan Mitchell. And that's where it gets interesting because I think, honestly, the Jazz have some assets that the Suns would like, and I think the Jazz have some assets the Nets would like as well. The Suns need a backup Six man, like a guard behind Chris Paul. We've seen back-to-back years now where Chris Paul has really struggled down the stretch as far as holding up. And I think Jordan Clarkson makes a lot of sense here as a campaign upgrade. So I could see a construct here where it's Kevin Durant and Jordan Clarkson going to the Suns. 
you see Boyan Bogdanovich's huge expiring contract plus picks for DeAndre Ayton going to the Nets. You throw in on top of Bogdanovich, maybe Jay Crowder, Mikhail Bridges, or, and or Cam Johnson, and picks on top of that. At that point, you're overwhelming the Nets with expiring contracts, a couple good young players, and a lot of draft picks, like six, seven, eight draft picks. I think that could be enough there. I think Utah is certainly a team to watch out for there because they do have the assets. The question is now, what does Utah want to do? Because according to ESPN, Adrian Wojnarowski, they are not taking calls in Donovan Mitchell. So it seems like they would want to reset. And maybe if they do want to reset and take a cheaper big man like DeAndre Ayton, who's a former number one overall pick, I think him and Donovan Mitchell is an intriguing fit. And if, they, if they're willing to include Jordan Clarkson and Boyan Bogdanovich and maybe some picks on top of that, for a former number one overall pick, I do think Utah makes some sense there. So keep an eye on Utah there. I like the Jazz here as a very realistic option. So let's keep the Jazz in mind here with that construct I just mentioned. And then now let's go over here to the Atlanta Hawks. They are another team to watch out for here. They just made a huge trade to get DeJounte Murray on board. The question is, though, their pick situation. They don't really have much to play with there as far as picks, which makes it a little bit more difficult there. Unless the Nets really do value win-now pieces, let's say... For example, like a DeAndre Hunter going to Brooklyn in a scenario where DeAndre Ayton goes to Atlanta and Kevin Durant goes to Phoenix. Maybe something like that makes some sense. Or instead of DeAndre Hunter, it could be John Collins. And then you throw into there Clint Capella into the mix of that. I think you're getting somewhere there as far as a potential trade package goes. So I'd keep an eye on Atlanta. They have Bogdan Bogdanovich. They have DeAndre Hunter. They have Clint Capella. They have John Collins. They traded Kevin Herter away already to Sacramento. So I could see Atlanta being a team that's interested. If they do want to get off of Collins and Capella and reshape that front court, DeAndre Ayton paired with DeJounte Murray and Trey Young would be endless amounts of easy buckets for him. It makes a lot of sense long-term to kind of reset around Trey Young, put DeJounte Murray and DeAndre Ayton on the same timeline as Trey Young. That would be a really fun young court in Atlanta, too. So I, I would keep an eye on Atlanta, too. Those are the two teams so far, the Jazz and the Hawks. And then finally here, a team that's been very quiet in free agency. Have you heard of NBA Top Shot? If you want to own moments, let's say you want to get Jason Tatum's best dunk of the year, Stephen Curry's shot, buzzer beater in the basket, Klay Thompson's return game, any highlights, any moments you can think of in the NBA, they are digitally monetized now on NBA Top Shot. Truly an incredible forward-thinking idea the NBA has came up with. You see the trend nowadays with cryptocurrency. I believe this is the future within the NBA, is the NBA Top Shot. You can download your own moments, make them your own digital collectible coin, and you can sell them, buy, or trade in the marketplace for NBA Top Shot. If you haven't already, go ahead and download the NBA Top Shot app, and you have a special promo for us here at basketballnews.com. Go to about.nbatopshot.com slash bballnews. Again, that is about.nbatopshot.com slash bballnews. You type that in, and your promo will be right there waiting for you with NBA Top Shot. So make sure you subscribe to the NBA Top Shot. It is the next best thing within the modern digital age. I'm, I love NBA Top Shot. We have, I know, our Top Shot show with Alex Kennedy on here as well. So make sure you use that promo code right now for basketball news and NBA Top Shot and take advantage right now. That could be a sleeper team. Nothing ever leaks out of this organization. So this is why I keep an eye on them as well. And it is the Toronto Raptors. They have a huge need at center long term. They have Pascal Siakam, they have Scotty Barnes, they have OG Ananobi, they have Fred Van Vliet. They have a really good team in Toronto, but they are missing an elite big man. Reportedly, they were in on Rudy Gobert. They inquired about him. There wasn't much there. Obviously, Gobert goes to Minnesota. Could the Raptors now pivot to DeAndre Ayton 
instead of Rudy Gobert if they do indeed want to chase a star center. And Aiton is the second best guy behind Gobert on the market this year at the center position. And I think if you're willing to include OG Ananobi in here, I think this could get very, very interesting because I think the Nets would be very intrigued if they could get a package of Mikhail Bridges, OG Ananobi, a pick or two, or probably a pick extra, I would say, or maybe not even a pick, maybe just OG Ananobi. You flip Ananobi and Mikhail Bridges into this deal with a lot of picks. You maybe throw Cam Johnson in there if you need to as well. Whatever else. You send DeAndre Ayton to Toronto. And then in the process, OG Ananobi, instead of going to Phoenix, he goes to Brooklyn. And then Brooklyn sends Kevin Durant to Phoenix. You make the expiring contracts, throw in whatever salaries to make it necessary. But the construct there of Ananobi and Bridges and maybe Cam Johnson on top of that being the main package, that's a very strong return for Brooklyn. You have Toronto getting DeAndre Ayton. You have Phoenix getting Kevin Durant. Everyone wins in that scenario. I love that one. Just the question is, is are the Raptors willing to give away OG and Anobi in this deal for DeAndre Ayton? Because Ayton does fit. The question is with the Raptors, are you willing to pay Scotty Barnes max money in a couple years and OG and Anobi on a huge contract in a couple years? Pascal Siakam's already gotten paid. Fred Van Vliet's about to get paid again. Gary Trent Jr. is about to get paid next summer. So this team is going to get very expensive very quickly in Toronto. If you want to get ahead of it and give long-term control, if you were intrigued by DeAndre Ayton, if Masai Ujiri was, it can make some sense to flip OG Ananobi here to get a franchise center, which is what they need badly. So I'd keep an eye on the Raptors here as well. So let's run through these teams one more time here before we wrap up the show. Again, the Utah Jazz, I think, are a team to watch here with Bogdanovich, with Clarkson. Some picks they just got in the Gobert trade. They make a lot of sense here in an Aiden package where Durant goes back to Phoenix and Aiden goes to Utah to reset with Donovan Mitchell. Atlanta, they have the necessary pieces. They have John Collins, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Clint Capella, DeAndre Hunter. I would certainly keep an eye on Atlanta here as they reset around Trey Young with DeJounte Murray. And then finally, the Toronto Raptors. I think they are certainly a team to watch out for here, whether it be Siakam, which is very unlikely, but more so... OG Ananobi, I think, could be very interesting with Brooklyn in a package with Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson. The Raptors would get back DeAndre Ayton, and that's certain. Obviously, Kevin Durant would go to the Phoenix Suns. The Kevin Durant domino really is shaping the landscape in the NBA right now. There's been very little movement in the last 24 hours as we all wait for the Durant domino to fall. Again, the betting odds on DraftKings are off the board now for everything with Donovan Mitchell, with Kyrie Irving, with Kevin Durant. So I feel like we could be seeing some huge moves happen here over the weekend. But in the meantime, make sure you read basketballnews.com, subscribe to the basketballnews.com podcast network. Make sure you read great reviews, nothing but bets as well. We're with you guys three days per week in the offseason to give you the latest betting NBA content. But in the meantime, make sure you lock in your future bets on wherever Kevin Durant's going to go. And happy betting to you on this great Saturday night.